It's another Friday night, weekly review from Sanctuary First, and I'm Albert Bogle, and we're joined tonight with our usual panel, resident panel, James Cuthcart. Hello there, Albert. Nice to see you. Ian Jimison. Hey, Albert. How you doing? Doing great. And we've got Laura Dygan. Hello, everyone. And our writer for the week, Peter Nielsen. <clears throat> Hello, folks. Nice to see you. If you're listening into Sanctuary First uh, tonight to the weekly review, this is a weekly podcast that goes out on our website, www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk, but it's also on Facebook, and you can catch it also as a podcast on Spotify and also on iTunes. So uh, hopefully at some point you're listening in either with the live broadcast or at a later date, wherever time it is, you're welcome and we'd love to hear from you. And tonight we're hoping we can hear from you, especially if you're listening live on Facebook. I'm going to try and keep my eye on the Facebook page if I can, so that we can maybe have some comments back and forward from you listening out there in Facebook land. But uh, uh, let me just get started with the, the theme for tonight. We're thinking about uh, calibrating, we're thinking about chords, we're thinking about connecting, and we're thinking about kites. Now that's pretty good. Calibrating chords, connecting and kites. And uh, if, we, if we ever uh, feel as though during the conversation we want to talk about uh, calibrating something or bringing us back to where we should be, or do you want to fly a kite? Peter, <laughs> go for it, you know? <laughs> but but uh, let's, let's start. Uh, we, what we usually do is we just have a few minutes just to settle down and just find our way where we're all going because it's really good to know how the panel's feeling because if we, if we can get some kind of feeling of the mood of the night uh, from the panel, how they're feeling, then it helps us begin to see where they're coming from. So, James, what's your week been like? Well, um, I have been uh, quite tired this week, a little bit uh, run down, a lot going on. And uh, I discovered this word recently, bum-based. Um, so that's the word I'm going to use to describe myself. Uh, I'm feeling bum-based, um, which is a Scots word. And uh, my daughter has a Scots picture book. It's an A to Z. And the Z is two zebras bum-based in a maze. Um, and there's these two black and white, uh, as you'd imagine, zebras, stripy zebras who are in a black and white maze. They're all confused. They don't know whether they're coming or going. And they are utterly bum-based. So um, <laughs> my current mode of being is bum-basement. Um, <laughs> But I'm hoping that as the night goes on and I have a bit more of my tea, um, that my bombazement can retreat and I will be <laughs> more on the same page. Oh, there you go. That's a good. Can you follow that? Maybe a lot of bombazed. Uh, I, I cannot. <laughs> uh, do you know, I've had a, I've had a funny week. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I feel that I was I feel I was let down this week, um, and you know it was been a wee bit challenging, but I have had the pleasure of it being my dad's seventieth birthday this week. Hey. Uh, it was his seventieth birthday yesterday, and it was so lovely to be able to celebrate um, with. Family, my dad's kind of like he's quite a low key kind of guy, you know, and so he doesn't like too much of a fuss. But I love making a fuss. <laughs> so does my mum. The two years like to make a fuss. So that was, um, do you know, after all the things that have been going on, and uh, it's just, it was just really lovely, you know, to get together um, and just celebrate. I feel like, you know, come on, let's celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> we broke it into our first party. song. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick for a first song. That was good. <laughs> oh, <I don't. laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so I uh, so it's been there. Uh, it's uh, been uh, it's been okay. So what about you, Ian? How's things been with you? I, I a good question. I mean, um, I, you know, I, I would love to say it's been a it's been a fantastic week. Um, it's not been a fantastic week. Um, I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life recently, and um, I was doing fine. I thought up until uh, I had a lovely, lovely time away with Joanne on Saturday, and then 
uh, on Sunday, we kind of got home and we kind of walked the dog and stuff. And then on Sunday afternoon, I just had a terrible um, kind of crisis of a lot of things. Um, and I had a really bad time on Sunday. A really, really almost cathartic moment um, where I, I, I just really felt very much at the, at the end of uh, you know, of, of my particular road, I just didn't really feel that there was much to look forward to at all. Even though God has blessed me beyond, you know, beyond imagining, in fact. Um, but but sometimes, you know, when you when you're not quite well in yourself, um, mm. you you can forget those things. And I certainly forgot those on Sunday. Um, and then on Monday, I woke up and um, I felt much better. Um, and Tuesday much better still, and Wednesday better again, and Thursday better again, um, and towards the end of the week just just far far better. Um, but usually I'm optimistic, and and you know I like to be upbeat about things and be hopeful about things. But I certainly wasn't that way um, at the beginning of this week for lots of reasons that I really can't go into. Um, but I'll talk about one day. Uh, but right now it's not, I can't really talk about it. Well, listen, Ian, the amazing thing is that you've joined us, you're chatting with us tonight, and often we find when we go through this time together, it's also a healing and an encouraging time for all of us. And mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of this Friday Night Review. We're looking at the website, we're talking and reviewing about things at the website, but we share a little bit about ourselves, and it helps those who are looking in to say, I can identify with those folks. Because they're not just the, they're not just telling us everything's everything in the garden is rosy. Well, exactly, and and we'll definitely Reverend Bobo because there's a certain minister I know, a Reverend Bobo in fact, who, who in the middle of this sent me a prayer that I'd written for Sanctuary First about two years ago that talked about. Lord, let me change my life, you know, clean out the bits of my life, you know, let me be born anew again and all that stuff. And I'm like, Albert, like, really, really? This <laughs> 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 is the right time for that now. Prophetic, prophetic, Ian. I just prophetic, want to yeah. let you know that you are a prophetic person. It was your own words to the <laughs> Lord. When you pray these prayers, expect God to answer them. And you just got <laughs> Absolutely. Watch, you? <laughs> and the Lord said, Yes, Ian, it's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> so listen, guys, can I just say, Peter, what kind of week have you had? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a good week. I haven't been, uh, I'm now uh, in the happy place of retirement, but I help out with our local, uh, our local ministers on holiday. And uh, I, what was at the back of my mind today when you're talking is that I took a funeral at the beginning of the week. And I was listening to all theirs talking about, you know, you can you can come on and be quite bright and cheery, but in the background, there's a whole other story. Mm. And I was aware this week, I took a funeral of a man, 86, and anyone I spoke to was very quiet, very quiet. I couldn't, didn't know much about him, didn't know much about him. Then I discovered this man had built bridges all over Scotland. He had uh, been inspector of bridges. He had learned Gaelic, I Irish, Danish, German, you know, and and he was in his in his 85th year or whatever, sixth year, he was learning computing. And I thought, yes, this amazing man, wow. you know, hiding behind quietness and privacy and people mm. didn't know. And it just was one of these kind of moments of saying, never underestimate who you're talking to. You know, mm. every person is holy ground, aren't they? Mm. Hey, yeah. Every person amen. is holy ground. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely, amen. How true that is. How true oh, that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, some of the most amazing people we meet are people who uh, are quietly getting on with life but have achieved and are achieving great things. That's right. And sometimes it's, 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 it's also people who are achieving these things with their family, with their children, with, you know, their, um, you know, just with everyday life, keeping it together and making a difference for people. And, 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 life, and life just goes on, Albert, you know, I mean, I had to phone my brother uh, uh, just this week as well and say, I can't believe I've got a wee brother that's 70. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, well, just think how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But do you know one one of the best things about my job is that you often come across people who you just don't believe the goodness in people. You know the goodness and the and the lengths to which they'll go to for their family and for their friends, and it's the most incredibly humbling thing um, that I come across in my day to day work. I remember I remember one guy and. Um, and you know this, this poor poor man was he was kind of confined to bed, um, and but you know he's quite a, a talented kind of guy, and he, he he was really his mind was really active, but his body was failing him, um, and his wife had hooked up this incredibly complex pulley system for him to get to his remote control and then to drag his drink over to him and she'd mm. worked all this stuff out and it was like a spider's web that he could work it with his fingers and his hands it was absolutely amazing and to think that you know that the, the amount of time and thought and love and care that goes into um helping a loved one like that that mm. goes unacknowledged and unseen mm. by the general public that's a great the great privilege of my life is to uh, come into contact with people who are that beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. I yeah. think it's wonderful. Well, listen, guys, I thought now we could maybe just have a quick uh, scan of the website. The, this is a moment in the, in, the, in the podcast. Those of you who are listening into the podcast, we usually just take uh, maybe 10 minutes or so now just to talk about some of the, the, the material that's on the site this week and to encourage people to maybe go and do a deep dive. And uh, I, I certainly have been uh, thinking about one or two areas where there's a deep dive. Uh, and uh, I think uh, there's one uh, in particular, I might get Laura to talk about a deep dive one that I found. But uh, anyway, let's just start off with the, the, connect, the connect section of the website, James. What, what, anything you want to say about that this week? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So um, we have our themes every month and uh, alongside the theme material which we develop and send to our writers like Peter who um, uh, write the daily worship for us, we also have a set of discussion questions. Um, and so this goes into the site um, if you're coming onto our Sanctuary First website under the, the banner that's themes and resources. Uh, you can go down to connect group questions or Quite often there's a little button on the home page now, um, which takes you to the relevant week um, you'll see in the main banner. And so we've got these connect groups. And the great thing about the connect groups is that they're really flexible. So anyone can set up a Sanctuary First Connect group. You don't have to check in with us or get approval or a stamp or anything. You can just start connecting and making a group. Um, and so we produce this material and there's this idea that you can use it in any way that you want to. So we're not precious about it. You might want to adapt it, remix it, focus on different things tailor it to your um to your needs and so it might be that um you and your partner at home would like to go through the material and chat through it or it could be that you have an existing bible study group and you'd like something new to look at um or it could be um your own personal study um and you're just connecting with god and and and, and using it that way so really it's a very flexible um resource and um one of the things that's nice now is we we used to just produce pdfs um but with jack's help who's been doing um lots of fantastic images for us for the themes and um, we're now developing a slightly more visually pleasing way of, of digging into the questions and Albert your good self you've been doing uh, videos introducing each week as well so that might be part of your group if you meet um, and uh, I want to go through the questions um, so the week that we're on which corresponds with the week that um, Peter's been writing is reset to reconfigure um, and so we usually have um, questions grouped into three sections um, for each week but as I say you might want to break it up differently um, and uh, an example of a question there's a question here that looks at Ephesians 1 15 to 23 um, and we had fun this month with the re prefix so coming up with um, 30 or more uh, different re words and uh, Peter and the other writers valiantly <laughs> trod on with uh, the some <laughs> what tenuous uh, links that some of them were um and so remember was this idea of remembering one another in prayer um and this this way that paul talks about it and so i was thinking about that peter when you said earlier about how other people are holy ground you know in this sense of really having the time to observe one another and to have this sense of gratitude like you were saying ian for just who people really are when it comes down to it so the question asks about um 
you know as we seek to rebuild um what are ways that we can build gratitude for one another into our institutions across society what would a justice system or health system or an economic system look like with gratitude at its heart um and so with the theme material with the questions we try and tie in um material that's coming through uh from the lectionary from our main theme but also topical issues um so we do encourage you to dig in have a look through um and uh for i don't know how long we've been doing questions albert last three years three maybe? years maybe three, 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 three odd years. years so there's months and months of stuff if you look at reset and think nah nothing there for me <laughs> then there's probably something for you if you go back through the previous themes and um and i know albert and laura you lead connect groups and um you've uh enjoyed using the material i gather oh, yes. and yeah uh, this week especially I, like we had a really um really in-depth conversation we could actually have talked for hours um this week about using the material it, it, it really um made for a really rich discussion you know and it was like about you know like our own spirituality you know and our relationship with god and then it kind of went out into um our, you know our church and um where i'm on probation and then actually then went out into the the wider church and mm. this happened in each of the questions it was uh it was a really it was really wonderful this week um a real blessing and um, we had a really really rich discussion and i would uh, really encourage people uh, <clears throat> to have a look at it because actually you don't need to be doing it in a group either you know, it might be you just want to use the material for yourself and uh, you get a lot to think about and a lot to explore and reflect on. So, uh, top notch this month. <laughs> there you go. James, James I thought that uh, comment about gratitude was very, mm. very important for today. Um, a friend said to me some time ago, uh, uh, thankfulness and, and gratitude um, thankfulness is the disinfectant of the soul <laughs> wow. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful image you know if you're thankful for somebody you can't yeah. think bad thoughts about them <laughs> it's as simple as that <laughs> you know that's brilliant that's <laughs> you know and i'm just going to edit that page now and add that <laughs> <laughs> it, but, it's just yeah. amazing how this theme of thankfulness now this is at least the third week that this has all come up in discussion at some really? point about gratitude. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's starting off with Linda Pollock the week before, and there was something the week before as well. Uh -huh. That is such a key phrase and key understanding of, 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 of what it means to live a Christian life. It, but it's true, Albert. I mean, if, if we live because of the grace of God and the, the fact that life is itself a gift, then our only response is one of gratitude. Grace and gratitude are the foundations of a life lived in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Listen, going further into the website, eh, you know, have you been looking through the secret court sessions, eh, Laura? Yes, I have. Mm. Um, I have indeed. Uh, we were actually uh, talking uh, with Jack about this um, during the week. Um, because we've not had any, we've not had, because of the COVID and the lockdown, we've not had um, any new secret cord session come up. Um, but it's such an exciting, I, I find it a really exciting page um, on the website. You know, so for people that don't know, uh, it's um, some, it, we've, got, we've got, you know, songs that have been recorded um, specifically for this um, uh for this section called the secret chord sessions um it's usually a new song um by various artists so as and they look really cool you know got, they're, they're well filmed the the, the sound quality is really good as well um, and it was really exciting uh, when we first launched it you know that you'd be like oh what's the new song going to be what's the new go you know every week it was like really exciting they were it was a a great time um, and so I think soon we will um, be uh, probably be allowed um, to meet up again. Um, I think that's the plan with um, Jim and uh, Jack. Um, and hopefully, because I know they've got a couple of songs lined up um, already. Um, so it'll be like really wonderful to get this uh, this 
uh, <laughs> this creative initiative back up again, you know, because you were getting introduced to people that, that you perhaps hadn't heard from before, songs that you hadn't known, and, you know, be able to, you know, meet these new artists. Because mm. um, it was usually like, you know, maybe a wee um, blog accompanying it or, you know, a wee bit extra. So, yeah, it was like really exciting. Did you, find, did you come across, we, we, we wondered about, I don't know if Ray's managed to get pull out from the Secret Chord Sessions, the session with Andy Scarcliffe. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um, when the night um, when the night was uh, as black as death, that was, that's a, that's a really powerful song. So it is. It's, um, I think when you're going through challenging times, um, it really speaks, um, really speaks into your life. Well, that's what I found. I found it really spoke into my life. So, um, it'd be really great if we could hear some of that. I don't know. Yeah. Have you managed to get a clip from that, Ray, for us? Yes, she said yes. Great. Mm-hmm. So this is a song called When Night Was Black As Death. Um, wrote it about, I don't know, 20 years ago. I'd always um, shied away from writing a song about uh, Calvary and about the death of Jesus. It seemed too big a, too big a subject. And I was sitting... Um, waiting for a committee meeting to start. I'd got a coffee at McDonald's one day, and this phrase came into my mind, when night was black as death. Then another phrase, when death was black as night. I grabbed a napkin, as you do, and got a pencil, and I scribbled down everything that came into my head. And after 20 minutes, the song was written, and I don't think I've ever gone back and changed anything. Leonard Cohen would not approve of that. He usually takes about 10 years to write a song, but I'm not Leonard Cohen. Um, so, yes, it, it was kind of a song that wrote itself. Maybe the Holy Muse came upon me and uh, wrote it for me. So, um, see what you think. When night was black as death When death was black as night When heaven turned its back When hell was open wide When angels knelt and wept When body torn and broken hung upon a tree when friends deserted friend when a tree a king when soldiers came with sword and spear creation ceased to sing when justice met with mercy Messiah laid his life down, hung upon a hill. When three days had gone by, hell's gates were broken down the man who came to die he broke forth with risen power the angels sang 
in victory creation crowned him king messiah crushed the serpent's head and death has lost its sting When night was black as death When death was black as night Then Jesus, he came to die And he came to give you life he stands here in his glory his hands outstretched in love exchange your rags for riches exchange your death for life It's got a real late 60s, early 70s protest song feel about it. And of oh, course, it, it, it gives you a good six or seven minutes of song there, you know. No skimping. <laughs> <laughs> no, last day, last because um, last Sunday um, in, in my Falkirk service, I had, um, I had uh, quoted... Uh, Bob Dylan, you know, one of the songs, and I had like changed one of the songs about a wee bit. And I got it was that with this one, I got a real sense of that I that Bob Dylan kind of protesty vibe. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That whole kind of like it's not um straight from someone's heart and it's going out straight out. There's not a filter, you know, it's just <laughs> brilliantly just there. It was uh, we gotta get more from him. Fantastic. Because it's the it's honesty with oh, so you know, I think it just they just grab you and they speak, you know, it's like this truth, you know, that however you're feeling actually and but there's hope, you know, and yes. it's it's just, it's you just know, probably Peter remembers this, but Andy and I used to do work together with the um, Marilyn Hutton at that time, who ended oh, yeah. up going out to Hill Songs and marry mm. Kevin Brett and was the uh, one of the one of the, the the music worship director of the Hill Songs mm. Church mm. and Hill Songs uh, teaching worship school. Mm. But uh, Andy's been around for a long time. He's been a Baptist minister and he's just retired recently. But he's a great songwriter uh, and uh, he he's uh, yeah. He's a great, great communicator as well. So, yeah, we should get him on. Yeah, we need to get night. more from him. That's brilliant. Yeah. Love that. I think part of his band became Deacon Blue, if I recall. I don't think so, no. Probably apocryphal. <laughs> I think so. You're too quick in dismissing that, Albert. There's a story there. There's a wee touch of envy kicking in there. I mean, he's also had, he's had a, a remarkable ministry in a whole range of ways. Um, I, I remember him setting up church in uh, the David, uh, oh, the, the the leisure center in in, in Kerstorfen, mm -hmm. and uh, and he did they did alpha courses. They worshipped there. This church worshipped there, and he said that what he did, and he's you can see the kind of guy he is doesn't normally wear clerical garb, but the way he did his pastoral work, he took his laptop into the cafe, put on a clerical collar, and just sat and did his work. And all the people that came to the leisure center just came to him and talked about all sorts of stuff. And wow. he, he did a remarkable, had a remarkable ministry there. Finished off in Portobello, but uh, has also been down in Granton. And I mean, just remarkable man. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see folk like Andy because 
when I was a young Christian musician and just starting out playing with Albert, I thought like Andy Scarcliffe and Tom Wharton were legends. Yeah. Um, you know, they were legends of, you know, Christian music and um, like Ricky Ross and was and all that were they exactly the same at that at that time. Hey, yeah, but I'm just thinking, moving on from the secret chord sessions to just briefly touch on maybe one of other things. Um, at some point, I, I I was going to mention, but I want to. I'm just thinking about time wise. Uh, certainly, if you should take a look, people, maybe next week we'll take a look at the bereavement section in this in the website uh, because there's real good, uh, lots of interesting material there. But I don't want to spend more time at this end because I want to be able to get in to talk about some of Peter's material this week as well. But before we do that, Peter, could you maybe just say a wee bit about the kite flying blog that, that, that James was writing? I don't know if you had a chance to have a look at that. I did, yeah. And uh, I mean, I thought you, you captured uh, James so well, the sense of the the... the I mean, really extraordinary changes that we are seeing. Uh, changes, I think, that were underway that have been accelerated. Um, some changes that uh, we don't want to see certainly accentuated, whether it be racial or, or uh, poverty and so on. But I thought what you picked up in the midst of it all was the, the need for, you used the word hope, resilience and kindness. And, uh, and I thought, that's these are strong words that to, to face this this time of change um the, to, to be able to to uh, to respond you know in, in an appropriate in appropriate way i i think also it takes a lot of courage was the other word that if i was get another word in there for you it would have been about you know i think we're going to take courage because one of the things that inevitably we want to do is almost kind of default back to, to something that we've known that was familiar. There are a lot of stuff that won't be there to default back to, but it's going to take a bit of courage to take some of the lessons we've learned in this season of dislocation and to, and to press forward to new ways of working, to new ways of living responsibly in the light of the environmental stuff, uh, to really address some of these great inequalities that we've been exposed, yawning gaps that are now, now opening up. I think my one other uh, concern um, as I look across the world is in times of instability such as we have, there is there has historically been a looking to the strong leader to pull things out. And that's when some of the strong leaders who have led us into very nasty places have emerged. And I think we have to be very careful that we don't find ourselves, as it were, um, giving up the sense of responsibility for our future into the hands of others who will shape that future for us and maybe in spite of us. So that's yeah. my little kind of warning amidst all that. But I love to I love the kite flying, and uh, uh, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah. So we're hoping that we might be able to get some of you guys listening out there. If there's something you want to write about, like if you want to fly a kite, send us your send us your script, and uh, we'd love to be able to if we, be able to give that opportunity for people to share, and to just do a bit of kite flying and a bit of suggesting where we might be going in the future. Anything that's in your mind that might be of interest to Sanctuary First and to the Sanctuary First community. I know so, I actually listen. think um I, I feel I feel one that's been coming on this week where I really want to it's just as I think as well what you were saying there, Peter. Um I think in times of you know, times of you know dismantling and change, I think it's really important that that we really think about where we get our strength from, you know, because it's easy for for us to to react, you know, and just react. And I think we 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 can't um we we have to really think about this importance of prayer, you know, all the time and different kinds of prayer and looking to um and I think we need to be looking as well for the the prophetic voices, you know, that that you know really listen out for. Who who can who's listening to the Lord? Who can you know who's getting the visions? 
So I actually feel that in the next week or two, that's what I'm going to be writing about because I really feel it strongly, James. Great. Well, let's hear some of that. Laura, we look forward to your kite. We look forward. And and I think I think in all in all of that, uh, Laura, you're right. We mustn't resist the dismantling. I think there, there there's always a desire to do a shoring up, and I think we mustn't resist the dismantling that God is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that doesn't just um, play on a meta level, uh, you know, on a world level. It's also on a, on a personal level. You know, sometimes things are dismantled and and they're there to build something new and more beautiful and more, you know, worthwhile for what whatever it is that God has planned for you. That's where the courage comes in, isn't it? That's courage right. is... Is, is that part of you that says, no, I won't give up, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not motivated by the things of the world. Um, and I think the thing about the leaders as well is that the thing about the, and, and I, I suppose the false leaders we might call them, um, is that they have a simple answer to everything. You know, there's a simple answer. Um, there isn't a simple answer to most things, you know, that totally. there isn't a simple answer to COVID, there's not a simple answer, um, you know, to anything that we experience um, in this vast, huge universe of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not simple. I mean, to maybe remember that, um, you know, don't be swayed by the, the guy that tells you, do you know that whole thing where they say, if somebody gives you a deal that's too good to be true, it's too good to be. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd heard yeah. that a while ago. <laughs> you know There's an yeah. element of truth in that, but I can tell you something. There is a guy that has given us a deal that's too good to be true. Hey. And his name is Jesus. <laughs> Bringing it home, you, Albert. Bringing it home. <laughs> absolutely. And that's where we need to get recalibrated back to Jesus, which brings us right back into Peter's reflections this week and that first word recalibrate Mm. and uh, you just talk about uh, the importance of us understanding who jesus is peter i thought it was just the the alpha and the omega the the one who holds everything together the one who is the first word and the last word Mm -hmm. you know and uh, and and i think in that sense there is no last word because he talks of eternity and that's something that's beyond our understanding. But this whole idea of coming to know who he is um, changes everything in the way we, we see our yeah. lives. Yes, I, I mean, I, in that first one, it's just, uh, it, it was reflecting on the, as, as, as you know, the, the, the time just before Jesus ascended and the disciples had been spending six weeks with Jesus, hearing about the kingdom of God. And they heard all this stuff and, and they said, so are you going to bring the kingdom back to Israel? And it's as though they'd listened to all this stuff and they, they, they just defaulted back to their old ways of thinking. And uh, what he was really saying, just you need to re- use, your, use the word recalibrate your life around me, who I am, my 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 life, my teaching, my death, my resurrection, my my going and my coming, you know, and all of that. And when we when we let life sent recenter on him, then uh, then then we discover the shape of the life that God wants us for us individually, and for for the for for society as a whole. And uh, I think we get uh, we get easily seduced by all sorts of other uh, programs and uh, little manifestos for this, that, and the other. Uh, but we need to get right back, I think, to recentering, recentering around Jesus. But, but, the but I think Peter, that's the thing about seduction, isn't it? It's the thing about um, the simple solution is that the next day, the next morning, the next week, it leaves us feeling empty, unfulfilled. Um, we, we see the lie because the lie begins to bubble up. But with Christ, there is no lie. Um, with Christ, the, 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 there is none of that. You know, he says, I'm doing a new thing. And, and it, it blossoms and it flowers and it keeps on flowering from there on in. Um, you know, as you're following that path. Yeah. It's, it's not a lie. It's not a seduction. It's, it, it, it is true. And, and I think that that to me is one of the, you know, the great things about 
you know, Christ and, you know, what Christ did was that there wasn't really much ambiguity about what Jesus said, really. Mm -hmm. He wasn't terribly ambiguous, dude. He just kind of said it like it is. Um, but the thing is, there were truth in that, that that you couldn't escape from. And I think a lot of your writings this week, and I think the reasons why, why you know, one of the things that I think people must have found, must have, I have, um, must have found challenging is that, you know, you, you certainly lay that bare sometimes and say, look, that, you know, that this is how things actually, actually are. Um, uh, penitent is the one that comes to mind. Um, you know, your writings and penitent. And if I might, remind you of that um you know that it, it, it's the whole the, the verse is based on is you come all you who are thirsty come to the waters and you have no money come by and eat um it, it, it's wonderful but do you know what what you do with that is you then turn it on to um look the world is going to offer you a lie the world is going to offer you an illusion um, the Western world is going to offer you a picture that, you know, it's all Coronation Street or, or and there's nothing on Coronation Street, by the way, other soaps um, may apply. But, <laughs> you know, the, 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 there's a whole kind of image portrayed there of life, which is not really life. And you speak about young men who have false expectations. And that's the real problem in our society, is that young people have false expectations of what life is actually like. Mm -hmm. And life isn't mm -hmm. like that. It's not like it is on, you know, the sites that we can't really mention on this podcast. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, that's what they're exposed to over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, a world which could have been magnificent and, and wonderful. You know, somehow humanity manages to just, you know, drag it down into the dark, into the dark places of our lives. You know, rather than um, elevating it to as high as it can go. But if you look for it, those heights are there, those insights are there. You know, websites like Sanctuary First exist. And other sites exist too, but Sanctuary First exists. And sometimes you're never going to make a choice where you want to put your heart, where you want to put your desires, where you want to put your feelings. Um, where do you want to put that? Do you want to put it in the easy things, easy answers? Or do you want to put it in something real, yeah. in something with depth, and that never stops giving? Do you I know, know one of the things, uh, can I just say, it's great. We're having some feedback on the site, you know, uh, people from mm -hmm. various, we've got quite a, a number of our community all looking in tonight, really enjoying the discussion. And uh, so we've got, we've got, uh, I'll just give some, we've got Minnie, and we've got, um, we've got Ian Henderson, we've got, uh, also, get Andy Scarker has been looking in, believe it or not. We've got Andy, Andy and we've got Paul Good, uh, we've got Marion Donalds, and we've got uh, uh, who else have we got? Yeah, we've got Ian Falls, and we've got Marianne Murray, and we've got Sally Forshaw, uh, we've got uh, Elaine Sutter, we've got David Goldie, uh, Andy. Maria says, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to express our views and opinions in Sanctuary First. Community and communication may stem from the same word. Not sure about this, but communication is a two-way process, I think. So in that sense, the chance for having our say is greatly appreciated. And it, it's really important as we think about flying kites and as we think about developing this whole site, uh, that we, we allow people to come back with their their, their comments and so if you get a chance to maybe look at some of the comments after the podcast and reply back to them and talk to people I think that'd be great um but that that whole uh, you're you're you're, you're one in penitence or repentance mm. was an interesting one I noticed that you got you're really quite interesting Peter because you're quite a lot of good comments this week but nobody commented on that one no <laughs> 
Ah, well, there we go. Sex everywhere. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that that was interesting because I have just recently been uh, reading a lot about uh, Augustine and I, I, to be honest, hadn't appreciated just what a dissolute life that man had lived for most of his his teens and his 20s and then came to faith uh, in his early 30s and became the great you know, theologian and thinker and and uh, influence on Western thought for centuries afterwards. But it was uh, the struggle he had with his own sexual uh, uh, desires and, uh, and his unwillingness to let that go. And I thought it just was like reading a contemporary person who would struggle today to come to faith in Christ and there would, these impulses would be there, these desires would be there, and the struggle and yet here was Augustine saying that Christ had released him, freed him into the fullness of life. And as, as uh, Ian was saying earlier, discovered that what he had been following before had been illusory and really a lie and not true to the nature that God had created him for. So it just seemed so contemporary, fifth century writer and, and stuff happening in the news about pornography and the influence of how we view w women today in, 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 in a, a debasing and belittling way and has wanted to, to us to repent of that. That yeah. seemed an issue. Is it, Maria says, young people have unrealistic expectations, not only from life, but that's a feature, is it not, of usefulness? And there is an element in truth that people are exploring new boundaries and trying to find new things but we need to find ways to be truthful and help young people understand something of the truth. Mm -hmm. I think actually we, we, we limit ourselves, you know, we really do limit ourselves, you know, and it's this kind of keeping it to the kind of earthly level where if we, I, this is why I really loved like Sunday recalibrate, you know, recalibrating. I love this, you know, kind of recalibrating ourselves you know, to the magnificence that is Jesus, that what can that what was that nothing is impossible. It's this elevation, you know, and and us, you know, being able to kind of elevate our thinking and to actually expect the abundance in life that that is there with you know with the Lord. Um, you know, if we can only believe it, if we can only like accept it and this, you know, letting go of our shame and the things that hold us back from actually fully receiving it. It's, um, I think that's it. It's like the, there's these false expectations um, just eat us up, you know, and really, you know, they keep us from this like abundance that is there and with the Lord. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, the way you're talking, it just reminds me of that Sinead O'Connor song, is it Nothing Compares to uh -huh, You? Uh-huh, yes. Mm. Uh -huh. well, well, I, I think there's a great truth in that, though, because, uh, you know, in, in that song, I mean, that in, in a sense, Prince was, was quite controversial. Um, you know, Prince had his own faith, and um, he, but he was quite controversial in the way that he would conflate things like sex and spirituality and the same kind of thing but yeah. can't actually separate out um, what are sort of basic human feelings but there's such a difference between the kind of the the, the easy answer the, the the pop culture the you know where, where people's gazes are towards what what it really can be do you know what I mean? As as somebody who's been married to the same woman for twenty seven years, um, she's she's still a wonderful mystery, and she's still particularly gorgeous. And my, do you know, to me and to everybody else, it would appear, but um, <laughs> she, but she is particularly gorgeous woman. Um, and you know that it, it's it's a blessing, and it's again, it's it, it it's that elevation into you know, there's a big difference between what pornography sells, for example, and what love is. Mm -hmm. These aren't the same things. And the great lie, I think, is to conflate the two. Mm -hmm. You know, the great lie is on the cinema where, you know, it, it, it's maybe the, the, there's this unrealistic, 
uh, portrayal of this is what things should be. There is no what things should be. There is what happens between somebody you love and somebody else you love. And, and that's cool. That's good. That's a good thing to be celebrated. I'm, you know, God's in all that, in, in my opinion. Getting a bit controversial, probably gets lied off the Facebook, but there we are. No. <laughs> See, I Not think, though, that's, we should actually, we, this, these are the kind of things that we should be talking about, you know, within within church. This is what we should be talking about within our young people. Um, and and because and I feel that this is what's missing within, like, uh, our, our sex education uh, um, in schools. You no. know, we're, no. we're missing this spiritual aspect you know this like you know that there's that there's intimacy you know and how to create intimacy and and you know really you know all this that comes with you know loving somebody and respecting somebody and and how this is part of your spirituality as well and you know that that, because god god wants us to be able to celebrate that side of ourselves but he wants you to be in a. He wants it that you're. That it's that there's a care there. That there's care, and um, and I think we should be speaking about that that more, and not shying away from it, um, because it's you know it's this, and I think we would have a lot of you know young people that wouldn't have these false expectations then of what um a relationship. Um, I'm, I'm entirely on board with what you say there, Laura. By the way, I don't think we, I, I don't think in the church in Christianity we talk enough about this kind of stuff, um, and we and we probably need to, um, because, you know, I, I think to people outside of Christianity, um, you know, they, they think that Christianity is all about sex, and and you know either having it or not having it, or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? and it's like it's kind of no. <laughs> it's not a bit that at all, but but I think it's an easy it's an easy thing to throw because it's not a thing that's easy to talk about. Yeah. But actually demystifying that and actually just talking about you know mind body spirit, you know we talk about it in other walks of life. Do you know we we're beginning to be able to talk about it at the end of life, yeah. um, in a secular sense. We can now approach that mind body spirit. And looking after people's mind, body, spirit, and 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 it, it and I, it kind of creeps closer to um, the life that we actually lead. You know, looking after people's mind, body, spirit is part of a uh, general practice, part of what we learn and we teach our trainees in general practice and family practice. Um, and it's coming ever closer to that point where we need to bring that into sex education. Yeah. Let's talk about mind, body, spirit. We need to talk about the Christian slant in that. We need to talk about the fact that, you know, God celebrates life in all its abundance. In yeah. all its abundance. And isn't that marvellous? Yeah, absolutely. I want to move you into this new area as well, because I want to follow this all through, is this commissioning to go and witness and make disciples is in order to bring people to know the love of God, that, that love that... that that, that intimacy you're talking about. But we are called to be the witnesses. And I thought Peter, you know, just highlighted that again this week where he just talked about, you know, how we are not very good at sharing the gospel and making disciples yeah. and yeah. bringing people to know Jesus. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's our calling. That's, that's our calling. This was really challenging. So it was. This was a really challenging one, Peter. And mm. I, I think that I, I was so happy to read it because I think it, people need that challenge. You know, it's like this is what we're here for. <laughs> you That's know, right. you you were lighting a fire under people. You were making them think. And and this is it. You know, we like to think that we're oh, I we're good Christians. You know, mm. but. This is what we were called to do. And I just, I loved your honesty in it. It just, it was, uh, I. I was interesting, interestingly, recently I was uh, asked, um, thinking back to some times when I was involved in some of the national work that I did with the church. And I was asked, what was my, what, what did I regret most? 
And my regret was I was seduced by a managerial approach to what I was doing. And I wish I had spent more time dealing with spiritual, discipling spiritual formation of leaders who could then spiritual disciple others who could go on and disciple others. And uh, that is my regret that I didn't invest more in that at the time. And if there's anything that I'm doing now, I'm spending, I love just spending time with people who are wanting to go more deeply into their knowledge of God. And um, any time now that I'm leading worship, um, I'm wanting them to recognize that Jesus is the one who can, who can touch their lives, transform their lives, and bring the fulfillment that perhaps has evaded them thus far. And uh, I find myself just more and more recentering. I'm recalibrating, Albert. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know n- 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 never too old to recalibrate. Eh? I've got to continue. In fact, can I just say, Peter, I would encourage everybody of our age to get really recalibrated. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we, talk, we talk a lot about the church, and I mean, I've been struck by some words by, of Alan Hirsch. If you try to build the church, you may make some disciples, but if you make disciples, you will build the church. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, think so. and I, I think we have been seduced by uh, the secondary target and therefore missed the primary target. I, I think you're right, Peter, and I think that's true of the institution, the, the, the church. Um, but I also think that there's lots of people out there who look at their lives and they compare it to the life of Jesus or the apostles and they, they find themselves wanting. Um, they think of all the mistakes they've made um, and all the things they've said they maybe shouldn't have said or all the stuff that makes them feel unworthy about being a servant of God or being a disciple of God to make other disciples, to not have that spiritual confidence to walk forth and to speak to other people. Um, and and I, think, I, I think back to a song that was written quite a long time ago um, about broken swords or used swords and broken swords can win mm-hmm. um, from, from one of uh, Albert's lyrics once. But I think, I think that's true. Um, I, th- I think we, as well as recognising we have the commission, we also have to recognise that we are forgiven. And we, often, we also have to recognise that we were forgiven before we sinned because of grace. Mm-hmm. And I think we also Great. have to realise that do you know that Jesus said, Look, lay your burdens down. You don't need to carry this. You don't need to be held down by the stuff you've done in the past. Mm. You know, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Mm. A new thing's going to happen. And that's absolutely but Ian, can I say that is what Peter's talking about. That's what we should have been sharing and talking with people, drawing alongside people and talking to them about the issues in their lives. But coming to what Jesus is about, he knows your burdens. And that's what the gospel is about, helping ministers to to connect with these areas, but not only ministers, all of us, to just speak for Jesus and and share who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. because we believe it. And, you know, your next door neighbor, the man down the street, the person around the corner, they, they're looking for that word, and it can just be that word that turns them around and reminds them of Jesus and recalibrates them because someone else along the line, the Spirit of God is at work in their lives, but we are the part of the chain that makes it happen. And so often, you I mean, the, the way that works in practice is so often it's meeting somebody who's facing something similar to what you're facing in your life, and it's been an issue of feeling haunted by something in the past, but you've discovered a release and you're able to share that. You make the connection through your brokenness, but the the God who's come and met you in your brokenness. Or it's as we enter into the intimacy you're talking about, Albert, you know, in our daily worship and prayer, and we we read uh, the story of the stilling of the storm, and you're alongside somebody that's that's just feeling life is just overwhelming them, and they're, gonna, they're sinking below the waves, and you're able to say, well, you know, 
here's 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 a picture I want you to think about. You know, maybe maybe there's there's this Jesus who can come alongside and 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 be with you in the storm, and maybe that storm will pass. But you're able to <clears throat> connect whatever <clears throat> connect what we have are receiving from Christ in the moment with people that we meet in the moment and be true. I think we really need to really, really realize that Christ does live within us. And if we, if we, if we are, are true to who we are, then Christ will be true to who he is in us and he will make himself known through us. And it's not about putting on an act and it's not about trying to be terribly religious, but it's being authentically a person who lives in Christ and Christ lives in us. I and you and you and me. I and you and you and me. I and you, you and me. That's it. And then you live out of that and we speak out of where the heart is. And when we can get that connection going, then there's a, there's a flow that isn't forced or imposed, but just relates. And I say that actually with a, a kind of degree of, of hesitancy because I'm not sure I'm as good at that as I would like to be, but I know my wife is wonderful at it. I, she, Dorothy just seems to be able to put words out there and I think angels would fear to tread where you've gone, you know, but she just walks in and people sit up and take notice. And it's, it's, I just see it. And I was thinking when Ian was talking earlier about, you know, the, the kind of dark places and so on, she's been in very dark places and she speaks, there's a, there's a truth in a strange, there's a truth that sheds light that can only come from a dark place. Mm. And, uh, and I think that uh, I, I listen to her and I know that the truth and the light that she sheds is a, has a quality to it because it has actually illuminated a very dark place. You know, I wonder if we could bring this to an end tonight because we're just, just after nine o'clock. But could I reference everyone back to Andy Scarcliffe's song, When Death Was Dark As Night and Night Was Dark As Death? And maybe if you're going through a hard time tonight and you're struggling, the place you've got to stand at is the cross of Jesus. For he understands where you are. And he says, as Ian said, if you heard him say, lay all your burdens on me. Come unto me, all ye that weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And the one who stands with you in the dark place also brings light and hope. And if you look carefully, you'll see there is a candle, there is a hand, there is a light somewhere that says this is the way walk in it. And, and I just think tonight it's been an amazing night as we shared together. What a privilege it has been to just talk in so many about so many things and to be able to bring, bring people in from different parts of the world looking in and sharing and asking questions and 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 contributing those of you who are looking in on the internet and are listening to this podcast we want to hear from you later on too because it's so important that our faith is not about not being afraid to talk about the dark times and the hard times, because that's where it all is worked out. So thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for joining with us. And uh, can I remind you, there's a service on Sunday, 3 p.m. And we're going to be thinking a wee bit more and Peter's going to be joining us as well. We've got a good, really good uh, uh, following tonight. I think, Peter, because you were on and I'll maybe get a good following on Sunday as well. In fact, we might give you a resident place here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a been a pleasure. Enjoy being with you. But, Thank you. And Sunday, we're going to be thinking about what this presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives can do. Can God really change our lives and give us hope? and renew us and revigorate us. And of course we believe we can. 
So we're going to be looking at that on Sunday. But uh, meanwhile, uh, be free to download the app if you've not downloaded it. Uh, if you're an iPhone user, and I'm told, keep on saying the Android version will come. <laughs> Any day. Any day. <laughs> but until that comes, you can still download it from the app store for the iPhone and uh, join us on our app on it because it's really quite good and cool to get involved in that side of the Sanctuary First um, community. So until next week, thank you for joining us and being with us. And uh, God bless you and have a good weekend. And, uh, and the amazing thing is we didn't even mention the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> We were dealing with other matters. Yes. <laughs> there, there's a word for the assembly tomorrow. <laughs> there is indeed. <laughs> Albert, shall we just close with um, a few lines that Peter wrote on that first day with the idea of recalibrating? Sure. Let's recalibrate back with what Peter said. You wrote this beautiful phrase where you said, we take time to gaze and wonder, to slip the moorings of our limited faith and let you carry us on the river of the spirit into the open ocean of resurrection possibilities. Mm. Thanks, Peter. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Absolutely. Good night and God bless.